Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, sometimes fairly obscure. Uh, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We have a really fun and different and very exciting episode on the podcast today. Indeed, We're, we're spotlighting on a soundtrack composed by uh, several legends, several people that we have uh, lauded and sung their praises uh, over the years of doing our podcast. Indeed. And they were joined by some other amazing composers that we are going to be introduced to today, which will be so fun. If you live in Japan, you are probably aware of this game, but if not, you probably aren't. This is a game called Princess Connect Redive, and it's actually a mobile game. Can you believe that, Will? For iPhone I- and Android. You know, I knew I was in for a treat today when I looked in the Dropbox and every single track name was <laughs> Japanese kanji. I was like, oh, I think this <laughs> yeah. is going to be good. <laughs> Absolutely. So the two composers that worked on this game that we are familiar with are the wonderful Kohei Tanaka, who you just heard a beautiful piece of music from, as well as Yasunori Nishiki, who has uh, really made a bang on the scene with his amazing Octopath Traveler score. And so those amazing composers were joined by other composers that uh, I had not been familiar with before, but did some amazing work as well. So yeah, kind of a fairly obscure game. But when I when I heard the music to this, and I have to give credit to uh, Faison Masher on our Discord for showing this and bringing this to my attention was absolutely blown away. Who is Faison Masher again? <laughs> Zach. Okay, we've had Will, Zach on the podcast. Will's we don't never going to remember. Alii. Will does not do well with names. aliases. Uh, so thanks so much, Zach, for bringing this to my attention. It's it's almost too good. Like it's it's so good that it gets me a little bit frustrated because this is a JRPG game, like I said, a mobile game uh, that has apparently a much bigger budget. Uh, for music than a lot of console JRPG games in the past, like, five years. So, so much real performance here. Yeah, I mean, even from that first uh, track, uh, I it reminded me more of... The, the, the sound of the orchestra and the reverb and the way it was produced reminded me more of the Gravity Rush games than it did of Octopath Traveler. So, I, I feel like... I it, think that's the case with some of the music, but as you'll hear, Will, they definitely approach the music differently for almost every single track... And there's plenty of Octopath style um, tracks as far as the, the recording cool. goes. And since there's, it definitely sounds like they had a, a fairly large budget because I mean, a huge orchestral budget. recording sessions are not cheap. Yeah, and so I would not describe the entire score as just orchestral. My favorite thing about this score is the really interesting mixture between other ensembles. It might be like a rock band rhythm section with string elements added. Um, whatever the ensemble mixture is, there's so much real performance in the score. It's absolutely amazing. And so I can't wait to dive in. What you guys heard playing in was a story that connects with you menu version composed by the legendary Kohei Tanaka, probably one of the more straightforward, uh, orchestral pieces in the score. Uh, most of them are going to be more of a mixture, which I can't wait for. Let's play one more piece, uh, by Kohei Tanaka. Uh, This is called A Little Guide, which is a nice little variation, uh, I believe, of that main theme. It's very cute. Let's take a listen to this from Princess Connect. (laughs) 
You guys are listening to A Little Guide composed by Kohei Tanaka. Just giving you a sense of the level of production uh, and polish that we're going to hear today, it's outstanding and it's oh honestly better. It's better than most JRPGs that I've heard, you know, the past five, ten years. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. How good is this? Yeah, I'm curious, Carl, how big is the soundtrack? Absolutely massive. So big that they really? had to release two volumes. The second volume has three discs. The first volume has two discs. So five total discs of music. I mean, I'm just so impressed that for, uh, no pun intended, a little piece like this, it's so polished. Every aspect musically has a great degree of nuance. And in terms of the arrangement, you know, when it starts Mm -hmm. off, you hear pizzicato strings and these kind of harmonic gestures that feel appropriate for a certain kind of... Um, idiom. Yet there's all these little details. You were calling out the cajon. I really like the the blend of almost like cute, I don't know, indie lo-fi pop, like very mm. cute sounds mixed in with the orchestra, but in a very intuitive it's such and natural, a natural way. way. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. And we're gonna hear so much more of that today. It's just outstanding. I just cannot sing enough. I want to mention the score. I want to mention something interesting about Kohei Tanaka, which makes him stand out among other video game composers. Um, I, I think someone like Yoko Kano, uh, I would describe similarly in that I, I'm really, I'd be very fascinated to talk to both of them because they're both individuals who actually had success in anime or film music or television music, uh, prior or around the same time as getting into writing music for video games. And that Mm. clearly tells me something about them, that they like games and they were musically um, intrigued by the potential of that medium. Because I Mm. think it's very rare to find a composer who's been around from, you know, the 8 and 16-bit era, who uh, also has truthfully like a comprehensive sense of how to write for the orchestra and it has experience working in other media it's only maybe in the last i don't know 15 to 20 years that uh games have reached the sort of status where they've been able to pull from other professional composers in other media and what i think is interesting about composers like kohei tanaka is he's someone who he honestly probably didn't even need to work in games for as long as he did because he was already finding success outside of games. So it shows that he really loves and cares about this medium. God, so, so, so good. Well, it's such a treat to move from Tanaka to Nishiki here, and that's what we're going to do. And we're going to give you guys a taste of another side of the score, a fairly big side. This is the exciting, uh, maybe action-packed battle side of the score. This is called Princess Fight. Uh, This is composed by Yasunori Nishiki. Let's take a listen.
Yes. A million times yes. You guys are listening to Princess Fight, composed by the wonderful Yasunori Nishiki. And this is very reminiscent of his music on Octopath Traveler. It's so great to hear more more music from this composer. This is just so fun. I just that's the best word I can describe this score. It's absolutely entertaining, and it's my favorite kind of modern video game music. It kind of spoils me, to be honest. I didn't mention before, but this game was developed by Psy Games. I want to throw out a challenge out there to any of you listeners um, that are in maybe a high school or college pep band. I want to challenge someone out there to make an arrangement of this song for a pep band and play it at like a basketball or football game. That'd be so exciting. It's so much fun. It's such a cool, oh God, it's a great song. Honestly, this would, in my opinion, stand out amongst the best music of Octopath Traveler. Not necessarily that it's like, I mean, it's so, it's, it's kind of a different style. A lot of the best stuff in Octopath is maybe more of that 16-bit SNES-inspired, melodic, interesting stuff. But what's so great about this track is it has a lot of the harmonic and formal, I guess, tropes or stylistic characteristics of old video game music. Mm -hmm. Um, Yet the way it's presented makes it feel like this kind of a, I don't know, Rocky-esque athletic boxing kind of fight song and i love the idea of that presentation because i've never heard the sort of language of video game music Well, one of my favorite moments was when the drums went to double time and then went back (laughs) to halftime again oh yeah there's something cute about all of this music very even when it's rocking i just adore it so much that's a good point and i feel like if all this stuff were done we could imagine the cliche version of something like this where maybe it would be a rock band with distorted guitars and bass and drums and maybe there'd be like solo electric violin or something um but what's cool about something like this is it's completely done in a very specific style uh in terms Mm. of the arrangement yet the music itself has sort of a timeless quality like you could hear this melody and this music done in you know the style of an 8-bit track or a genesis track or super nintendo or you know anything a rock band it's cool that they really um or nishiki i guess really sold it in this very specific way it makes it stand out in my mind and there's more interesting things to listen to that it's not well, leaning just into you a wait it's it's not just this the, those two composers i mean actually koei tanaka only did a handful of tracks and shiki did quite a bit but the other composers definitely rose to the challenge as well let's move on to a track composed by tsubasa ito and this is another i'm going to call it battle at least for the the genre of music it sounds like a battle it's called clashing fighting spirit it's another killer mixture of uh some different styles just great playing on this one as well let's take a listen
god, I don't even know where to begin. I'm overwhelmed by this. This is Clashing Fighting Spirit, composed by Tsubasa Ito from Princess Connect Redive. So yeah, it's not just Nishiki and Tanaka that killed it on the score. Every single composer that worked on this absolutely knocked it out of the park. This is amazing. Yeah, this is great. This is definitely done in a sort of modern Japanese VGM style that we've heard. It's sort of the rock band mixed with orchestra and pulling elements from all of that. But I think one of the reasons such good writing though. And I think one of the reasons that's such a fitting approach for a lot of video game music and what, why for those of us that grew up um, with the game music of, you know, yesteryear, stuff in the 80s and 90s, is that this shares similarities with it, not just harmonically and melodically, but the eclectic nature of it. Um, the yeah. idea of combining quirky and different sounds and yet combining and infusing different genres well, I think together. The reason why I love that mixture in Princess Connect is because the writing is so strong. So whether or not you're hearing a rock band for however many seconds before the orchestral elements come in, every single section of a piece such as Clashing Fighting Spirit, the writing is so well. Like I'm enjoying the That's rock true. band, I'm enjoying the orchestra, I'm really enjoying the melody. The drums yeah. are so busy and active on the score. There's so much really interesting ideas and there's actually some pieces of music where it kind of sounds like the drummer was kind of let loose to do whatever Mm -hmm. he wanted to do for the whole track and i just love that well that's another thing that kind of reminds me of uh actually a lot of more like modern chip tunes Mm, um yeah i think i mean i know this isn't a chip tune at all but i i think the the style of the music clearly fits in line with you know the canon of great video game music in that sort of yeah. lineage but the idea of the constant like rhythmic feel changes and all the interesting stuff happening with the percussion mm. um that mixture reminds me of a lot of the really kind of audacious chiptunes that you hear I coming out, or you even mean. the whole remix community um it's cool now to hear a piece of music that in its original inception is infused with all that kind of musical detail yeah. from what it's i've so heard beautiful. i feel like princess connect is this great it strikes this great balance on every front because it's very well-produced music. It's very exciting. Um, but the primary musical elements, the melodies, harmonies, and rhythms are so strong and intrinsically exciting and interesting. I couldn't um, And that's more. not necessarily the case with most soundtracks that we find. They're usually strong predominantly in one of those areas. Absolutely. It's so rare that it's firing <laughs> on all cylinders. Uh, let's move on to a really cute and charming piece of music, kind of a sly little track. It's called It's Small But dot 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 and this was composed by Akihiro Honda let's take a listen Thank you. 
You guys are listening to It's Small, but dot 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 composed by Ikahiro Honda. Every new composer that we hear is equally as good, it, it seems like. They just got such a talented crew here. A very charming and uh, kind of quirky piece of music. It reminds me, I think it reminds both of us of, I guess, animated music. Right. Yeah, to me, it feels like if there was a crossover between Winnie the Pooh and Pokemon or something. Yeah. Uh, because it, the, harmonically and melodically... It's so it's, colorful. It's so video gamey. I mean, that Mixolydian progression definitely just reminds me of classic VGM. Yet the arrangement here, um, first with the solo violin and then the solo cello with those portamento... Yeah, bruh, that's so fun. Bruh, bruh, I love that. And then when sliding. you have the woodwind colors... It's very kind of cute and innocent it's um, so cute. classical orchestration. Yeah, this entire score is, is one of the cutest scores that I've heard in a long time. Alright, let's go back to Yasunori Nishiki. And what I loved about hearing this track is even before I knew... Luckily, there's really good specific crediting for every piece but i didn't know that when i was picking them it was all like i said japanese i didn't find out the crediting until after i finished my playlist and that was a fun surprise Um, but as soon as i heard this track i knew it was nishiki because one of the things he loves is incorporating folk music gaelic music into a more vgm kind of sound and this is such a fun track it's called aim for the top just killer you guys listening to aim for the top definitely what nishiki-san did with this piece of music holy moly this is just so entertaining yeah i mean this score is absolutely spoiling me there's no question I was joking with you when we were listening to this that I think the hit points have found their next track to cover. I mean, uh, I'm going to show them this this weekend. This is just... I, I could hear them doing this. Yeah, it seems sort of right up the alley of the kind of bluegrass style in which they play. Um, but that aside, just in the context of this soundtrack, it, it's such a great choice. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it makes me think of the hit points because it's fun hearing this kind of rock shuffle... Gaelic influenced music being yeah. done with this almost accurate folk charm. Um, I think that's something honestly rather unique. Um, and I like that you're getting kind of some of the aesthetic uh, characteristics and the connotations of that, you know, rock shuffle sound. Right. But yet you're also getting this the sound of like a fiddle and a lute feeling from the Gaelic influence. You know, I gotta uh, say part that, of that video game eclecticism. Some of Nishiki's work on this definitely at the very least rivals what he did in Octopath Traveler. And it's so sad to me that this music is 
I guess I would say fairly obscure, at least in most of the world, you know, who, who hasn't gotten this game yet. It, it's just absolutely amazing, and I'm so glad that we can shine even a little bit of a light on this amazing music. So I can't wait to go back to Nishiki later in the episode. But now let's move to one of my favorite composers that worked on the score. I, I didn't know this composer before, but everything uh, this composer did here, I am such a big fan of. This is Kenta Higashioji, and this track uh, was translated to Agri La Buri. Some of the tracks on um, the volume two of the score uh, haven't yet had English translation, and so I just used uh, Google Translate or some other sites to to translate that. This one, Will, you are going to flip out over this one. It's so cinematic and active. There's so many great ideas. This is amazing. Let's take a listen to Agri La Buri. This truly is an embarrassment of riches here. Um, Similar to that Octopath episode, my list, my Excel spreadsheet is so long that we could do a part two and it would probably be almost as good as a part one. There's just that much great music. This is Agri Laburi and... This has got to be track of the week. I don't even want to listen to anything else. It's not. It's really not. I mean, it's definitely a contender. Um, I I have a choice personally and so we can decide maybe between those two, but holy crap. Amazing. Man, this is awesome. Getting a little bit of like West Side Story vibes from. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what I mean? It it doesn't remind me of video game music. Like most of this, I would say, reminds me of film music or, yeah, musical score. Uh, There's some. There's all kinds of sounds here. I mean, a little bit of some of the chord constructions and the orchestration remind me of uh, anime music a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially some of the, like, old school jazz influences but yeah the orchestration here with the xylophone and all the kind of cute whimsy um, I was joking with Carl that this one sounds to me like the Japanese video game version of like Bruce Broughton 
um, who is the so composer true. for like Tiny Tunes and yeah, the I mean, old I'm pretty sure television the thing show. that's crazy. I'm pretty sure this is a battle track. And like, have you ever heard a battle that sounds like this? It's so animated and it's so you know, cool. yes, it's incredibly epic, but it's also cute and it's very fun. And, and it, there's so much more all over detail. The place. Uh, a, a piece of music like this is, is, I think, so much harder to create than something that's, first of all, one-dimensional emotionally. So much yeah. game music is honestly as flat as so much characterization in video games. There's a lot of characters that are just like one-dimensional stereotypes of someone who's militaristic or angry or villainous. And so, right. so much of our game music almost reflects that. Where what's great about a piece like this, it's so dynamic. I mean, yeah. the amount of intricacies in a five-second chunk of a piece like this uh there's more detail there than uh in it like you know some game music has in five minutes yeah i really want to check out more of kenta higashioji because what a talent all right let's move on to another amazing composer that we have not current that we have not so far heard there's so many this is composed by takamitsu ono and this is a very relaxing and pretty piece of music. And I had to get, I had to do a, you know, a machine translation of this one as well. And what came out was Peaceful Champuru Vampire Hunter with Ela. Good enough for today. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Peaceful Champuru, Vampire Hunter with Ela, and this one is composed by Takamitsu Ono, who is another great composer. Very beautiful. Um, it does have a little bit of that mixture um, that we were talking about, but a little bit more of a clear, specific style in this one. And one of the things that I love about Princess Connect is how diverse it is musically. There's a lot of really pretty ballads. Um, we actually don't have time today to play most of that music. Uh, I would say the music that we're focusing on today is probably more of the active stuff. Um, but yeah, this is this is another nice side of the score here. It's so gorgeous. I'm really impressed because when you look at the names here today, uh, there's not a lot of uh, repeats. You I know? know. I mean, almost every track is by a different composer. <laughs> and not that they're all similar and of the same style because the soundtrack, as we mentioned, is very But eclectic. a similar level of quality. Yeah, similar quality and polish and finesse and detail. And, and truly one of the best productions I've ever a, heard for a game. There's an emotional flavor. There's an emotional style consistency um, where there's kind of this high energy intensity mixed with almost acuteness. Um, and yeah. that's achieved in lots of different ways. But I'm so impressed with the soundtrack. I really mean no hyperbole, but uh, this game came out in 2018. 
I honestly, from what I've heard so far, uh, this might be my contender for best soundtrack of the decade. And it's I mean, too bad I, we didn't discover this. Well, when I think <laughs> of some of the great soundtracks by these composers, Octopath Traveler, Gravity Rush, uh, to me, this like nukes both of those. And just in terms of what I've heard so far, I mean, it's just And this so is just a good. taste of how much amazing music there is in this massive score. Yeah, the thing that makes me a little upset is like, yes, I'm so happy this exists, but... I don't understand why so much time, energy, and consistent effort and money was put into this score, but not like a really huge score that is on like a console that's released worldwide. I just don't understand how that works. Zach was mentioning that he has a feeling that Psy Games just wrote Tanaka like a blank check for the budget for this game. I think Tanaka was like maybe the music director. Uh-huh. of it um but it really feels like that because it's sure. almost endless it, it's just well, crazy i mean there's lots of instances where we find games that are not very popular or maybe mediocre games have amazing soundtracks and part of that has to do with budgeting i mean a lot of games that are really successful um well and not they're to, successful um, because they put money in the things that they know will sell yeah, money and the right talent. And, and not to, to um, be controversial or anything, I liked the score to uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, but if you compare that to this, barely any real performance in that entire score. Um, and then you could, and then you listen to this, and it's like, that was a much more popular game that was released all over the world on the Switch. Like, I don't I don't quite understand right. Part of like, that where is Nintendo has a history goes. of, they, they kind of like have very lean budgets when it comes to music. And I mean, they've, yeah. it took them so long to even start recording with orchestras and real musicians. And even to this day, they never release like full soundtracks where every you know single what? track is It's done. possible that uh, not just the budget, but these particular composers might've been chosen because they happen to be very talented arrangers. They might have access to their own studios. I know that it's, it seems like Nishiki has access to uh, you know, a studio that he works at a lot. And so it's possible that all these people are just really skilled at a lot of different elements of creating music and it was such a good team uh well, let's it looks move like on. we have another new name we <laughs> another have another new composer. name great composer this is aki fumi tada and yeah i would say tada when showing you this track a very very energetic and epic lots of great ideas here let's take a listen to z's mixture you guys listening to z's composed by akifumi tada from princess connect 
Um, and yeah, there's something so like amazingly natural and smooth about that drum kit, how it's fused with the orchestra. I really love the playing. The, the drummer or the drummers on the score, so tasteful, very busy, and not afraid to really play out. But what they're doing and how they're complementing the music uh, just really adds a lot of excitement. This is something great. I want to talk about and use this track to illustrate, much in the way that uh, Japanese RPGs and Western RPGs are almost thought of as like different genres because of how fundamentally different they approach a similar concept. I mm. think orchestration in Japanese media and orchestration in Western media um, has just grown so far apart in the last few yeah, decades. It's true. Um, and also engineering in the way that orchestras are recorded. And again, not every soundtrack and not every game or not every project has the same approach by any means. But in general, if you break it down to the principles of what's at play, things are so different. In so much Western or specifically in America, in a lot of um, media music, the sounds of brass are meant to conjure up very specific connotations. It's mm -hmm. meant to be strong and imposing and sometimes threatening, maybe militaristic, confident, right. loud. Um, but I feel like in this game and in a lot of Japanese music, for instance, whenever you have the trombone tutti, the trombones are kind of um, playing the melody in unison. Yeah. There's a much kind of cuter, sweet, it almost has like a school band quality quality to it yeah uh, they're using a lot more close mics and the reverb is a, a kind of put on in post sound um and th it's the sound of it's a, just a lot sweeter than you would hear and even the way that like the, the horns are recorded and produced first of all there's not that sound of um what where they're kind of uh striping passages to kind of uh adding you know extra horn doublings and putting on a lot of wet reverb there's this almost mm -hmm. kind of dryness to it and you can tell the way it's arranged the, there's a very different approach to brass in woodwind writing in general but that's not even to get to like the difference in style and how audacious these composers can go all out doing this really high energetic music that's cranked up to 11 to me it's yeah. just much more interesting than any Anything that's happening in the I U.S. at the moment. I would agree. I mean, at the end of the day, this music captivates me, at least personally, I'll speak for myself, it captivates, captivates me more than most things that I've heard in media music for I don't know how many years. This is just, it absolutely blew me away. Let's move on to another piece by Kohei Tanaka. This is a very uh, restrained piece of music. It's another variation of his main theme. Um, very minimal, very beautiful. Let's take a listen to A Fragment of a Fleeting Memory. Thank you. 
very beautiful piece of music. This is a fragment of a fleeting memory, which is a great change of pace energy-wise for the score, bringing things down. Uh, yeah, very restrained. It's a nice variation of his main theme. Um, I, I just thought this one showed a lot of taste, and you know, for a lot of the score, it's incredibly active and, and very busy. Um, this is one of the tracks that you kind of can catch your breath. Man, I... Gosh, this is so amazing. It, you know, something that I really get out of video game music that's really meaningful in my life is um, since so much of it comes out of Japan, mm. uh, over time you really do start to notice commonalities in trends musically that are that have really become unique to Japan and Japanese composers. Um, re- almost regardless true. of... You know whether it's something recent or something several decades ago, whether it's composed by a man or a woman for a game, for a film, even it almost doesn't um, matter. Yeah, uh, there's this beautiful, uh, almost it's this blend of like artistic conservatism, of like it's not about making radical steps forward and throwing things out. It's about taking these small, incremental, iterative steps in yeah, a direction while keeping. Uh, first of all, the the chord language. If you listen to Japanese pop music, they quite often and very liberally use much more interesting jazz chords and substitutions um, yeah. while writing great music that maybe uses more modern production sensibilities. But the difference the same here can be is said that about game and film music in Japan, where it's what not. What I love, what I love about how they use those jazz chords is they do it in such a tasteful way where you almost yeah. don't notice that it's even happening. That's right. how smooth it is. Right, because it's not that sort of, uh, again, and I don't mean to do the like Japan is great and the U.S. is bad kind of thing, um, but just I think as someone that lives in the United States and is so exposed to all that stuff, something that I so respect about what the phenomenon you were talking about is there's that sense of restraint, that moments yeah. of really extended harmonic color are used for just that. They're they're very specifically chosen, like, you know, a really rich spice in a recipe. Um, it's yeah, not, absolutely. not that everything has to be spicy and not that everything has to Man, be crunchy. Well, I'm so excited to move on to my personal choice for track of the week. And so after we play this, maybe we can decide if we want to go with that Agri Laburi, or if we want to go with this, this is my vote. I love this track. And hey, it's another piece by that same composer, Will. This is Kenta Higashioji. And this one is just crazy. One of my favorite things about this is the really interesting polyrhythms, the the kind of uh, juxtaposition of some of the orchestral instruments versus, I think, like the guitar. It's a really cool sound, really, really epic. Let's take a listen to Decisive Battle Against the Dark Star Beast.
Holy crap. Oh, this is like a badass. new level of video game music. You guys are listening to Decisive Battle Against the Dark Star Beast. And it really feels like our eyes are like opening up to what's possible in this era of VGM. This is again composed by Kenta Higashioji, who might be the all-star of the score. Incredible. This would be my vote. I, I would agree. Uh, there's so much to talk about here. Um, the use of the really interesting polyrhythms between the driving distorted rock rhythm section and, and the, orchestra. the orchestra in that early vamp God, part of badass. the track. And then and how then that distorted into guitar, that, like ostinato, how yeah. well that works with the entire sound. Well, to God, me, the, so the biggest achievement of this track is how well and how organic the blending of these elements is. I mean, it's not a new thing to have rock with the orchestra, and so often no. it's done in a very cliché and saccharine manner. But what's so this great about this... This might be my favorite use the, I've ever heard of that I agree, combo. and I, the, the detail in particularly the drum part, I, yeah. I, I said to Carl, like, I think they finally figured out how to add... A you know rock rhythm section in with an orchestra, and part of it is just the level of detail in the drum part, in the the specific kind of complex rhythms. It's in the energy and the, the virtu- virtuosity. Yeah, it feels more like something that you'd hear in a like progressive jazz fusion drum part rather than yeah, just kind that, of cliche that's rock. Kind rhythms. of a brilliant way. That's kind of a brilliant addition to that orchestral energy because if you think about a really great orchestral cinematic piece like this, it's so active and there's so much you know movement and things moving from one to the next and you really right. want some of that energy and that movement happening on the drums as well yeah and that's totally and th- i think that's the problem is oftentimes we listen to music like this and the the cliche rock drum part makes the orchestra sound lame because you hear like a that kind of a thing and then it just feels like oh the orchestra is so square and lame and can't keep up when really it's the drums that square and lame and can't keep up with the interesting rhythms by the rest of the ensemble what's so cool here is the entire rhythmic section is all reinforcing the same goals. The orchestra musicians yeah. are playing really cool, interesting syncopated rhythms. They're and all the rhythm just section one band. is also yeah, it's, yeah. The, what it's I really love about amazing. this is it really feels like you're just listening to one band. And it happens to have all of those different instruments. Well guys, you just heard this week's track of the week. Holy moly. Well, let's move back to a a double block here of Yasunori Nishiki music. Let's start off with Twin Pigs. And this is a a little bit more of a dark piece. It kind of reminds me, I guess, of anime music. Let's take a listen to Twin Pigs.
You guys are listening to Twin Pigs, composed by the wonderful Yasunori Nishiki. Yeah, this one is a is a really different piece for for the score. It's a, definitely a standout. When I heard it, I knew you were gonna like it. It reminded me actually quite a bit of of your music, Will, and a little bit of Monkey Island for whatever reason. Sure. In this track, I really uh, like this one. Again, I like the um the orchestration here. That it's not the sort of subdued, sparse element. I mean, honestly, anytime you use xylophone, it definitely <laughs> puts music in a, as a foreground it's element. Yeah, um, that's true. And I love all the little doublings. I like the kind of my uh, my friend Eden, who's a flute player, calls it flobo. Whenever you double yeah. the flute and oboe, it's at a unison. cool sound. But you have that with the glockenspiel up the octave, like that. That has kind of a classic old school. But it just the mixture of all those timbres gives it almost like a carnival carousel yeah. feeling too. So there's something kind of demented and twisted about this piece. There's so much I totally agree. Uh, that can be characterized in something like this. Even a piece of music like this that's very much um you know it's very direct and it's very colorful and almost cartoonistic in terms of uh you know it's not a very subtle approach to characterizing something devious or kind of over the top yeah Um, but even in something like this there's so much uh detail where again just just great comparing it to the status quo of today uh i was mentioning last week how i was going through the score to the recent sonic the hedgehog film by Junkie XL (laughs) and there's some cool stuff in there and there's a theme for Robotnik that is very much in like a kind of fun devious film music style Mm -hmm. but if you compare the writing and the orchestration in that to something like this you can just hear such a night and day difference in terms of the fluency with writing for the orchestra Um, and that's something that I deeply miss when I listen to a lot of American music is that yeah, well, kind there's of a depth quality and sensitivity. I know what you mean. There's a sensitivity in like this almost quality that all these composers on this score happen to have where it feels like their ideas are flowing out of them and into your ears. And you don't, you don't, you, it's hard to even imagine like a tough process of getting this track from that person's head to where it is now. Like it, it almost seems like this always existed in this state because yeah. it's just that natural. Uh, really, really good stuff. Let's move on to another Nishiki track. This one actually, Will, this reminded me of Mario Galaxy a little bit. Kind of maybe like something you'd hear in like one of the final galaxies. Uh, it's it's kind of a gripping epic piece of music. It feels like it could happen near the end of this game. Let's take a listen to Becoming the True Emperor.
You guys are listening to Becoming the True Emperor. Really epic music, composed by Yasunori Nishiki. Kind of feels like I'm fighting Bowser for the last time in a Galaxy game. This is really well done. There's a lot of orchestration touches that I think make it feel like Galaxy. Uh, yeah. The low octave piano, uh, yeah, staccato sure. notes doubled with the orchestra. And even in the beginning, those sort of um, classical minor and diminished chords then being doubled yeah. with the church organ you know, makes me think of like Mario 64 or something from Galaxy. And then the well, harmonic I mean, it's, it's progression. It's that kind of balls to the walls sound that a lot of film composers would probably think would be going too far. Um, right. For it's a also film, that it sort of slower march rhythm, the bum, 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 bum. Well, I bum, wonder bum, how bum, they bum, approach bum, the bum. choral elements because there's a few tracks that have choral, and I wonder if it was a combination of maybe a few soloists with some reverb added, there maybe are some also virtual some instruments. Amazing choral virtual instrument. Yeah, I think it was a combo. Now. Combo. You know, that's another thing we should mention is one of the best um, combinations of some real performance, or not some, a lot of real performance elements added with uh, sequenced elements in the score, and they do a great job of mixing it all together. Yeah, in uh, a stellar job because I really think you can't tell the difference between i mean the, yeah. there's definitely a produced quality like i also wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there were no virtual instruments in these tracks mm-hmm. but they were just produced in that octopath way where yeah. um there's a lot of separately recorded elements that have all been eq'd and I mixed think it, in isolation yeah, you know i really think it depends on the track i think because there were so many composers working on it i think they all they definitely approached it differently and i imagine this was recorded at d- different studios by different people maybe even different musicians it's possible um, but in any case, yeah, there's just a level of quality through all of it. Yeah, so that's the interesting thing about this Princess Connect score, that there's not that sense of unity. Not every track feels engineered in the same way. Mm-hmm. Yet to me, what makes it cohesive is the um, consistent level of musical clarity and yeah, the consistent exactly. level of attention to detail. And honestly, quality. It's yeah. insane. Um, let's move back to maybe my favorite composer on the score as far as the work that was done. This is Kenta Higashioji. Let's let's play a track called Gargu, which I imagine is another battle, very driving and rocking. Let's take a listen. Kenta Higashioji firing on truly another level. His battle tracks and the drummer, 
that he recorded on his battle tracks are absolutely on fire. This is Gargu. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so it's speechless. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I think this is one of the best video game soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. I would uh, agree with that. And I... Yeah, I'm just kind of speechless by all this stuff. It makes me really excited and inspired to be... I don't know. That something like this is so recent and has all this vibrancy. There's so many great melodies. There's such beautiful and tasteful arrangements. Really exciting new things. Um, daring musical things that uh, I think composers all over the world could really sink their teeth into and be really inspired by. Uh, I would yeah. love to hear this sense of musical freedom in a game score in the West. Not that it has to be this kind of style, but just yeah. allowing the music to be such a focal element. I mean, I think we got that in something like Cuphead, for sure, where there's so much virtuosity in the performance, um, and there's, you know, music is just such a forefront aspect of that game. But I think yeah. it's no coincidence that that came from like a relatively you small Canadian, you know, studio. I would love to hear this level of freedom from a really exceptional musicians in a, a modern AAA title. Not that it would be appropriate for every game. Yeah, but. there's something so special about this score, and I think it was a combination of so many stars aligning. Obviously, these individual people are incredibly talented and were the right people to work on this. But there's this overall philosophy that you feel and this in this heart that you feel across all of their pieces. And it seems like they're all trying to reach this certain standard. Uh, it's amazing. I do want to give credit to the drummer. I was tr- able to find the info here. The drummer that we're hearing on all this amazing battle music is... Senri Kawaguchi. So amazing playing Kawaguchi-san. Wow. I wonder if that person has a YouTube channel because I'd love to I want to hear know, more. See, see them in action. Uh, okay, so here uh, here's a thought that I have. Is there so many composers on this soundtrack? I almost wonder if the number of stellar composers improved the quality of the score because in a way maybe Seems they like all it started subtly competing with each other. I would love competing to think and being inspired. That it's a great thought at the very least. Well, let's move on to a new composer uh, so far today. This is Lucas. That's at least what he goes by. He is a Japanese composer. Uh, it's not his real name, but that's that's what he goes by, I guess. It's actually the uh, character from Earthbound. <laughs> this one was translated to Megano's My Home, Dangerous Vacation. This is a nice, fun change of pace. Here we go. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you guys are listening to Magano's My Home, Dangerous Vacation. Some wonderful playing, soloing here. This is composed by the artist Lucas. I can't, don't, not sure his real name. That's what he goes by. This is so cute. Great playing. This is so amazing. I, I, I'm really in disbelief of this soundtrack. Uh, it seems unprecedented to have these many composers all writing music of such, you know, disparate styles, but I cannot think of another example. Equal degree of like quality. This. 
And yeah, I mean, <sighs> I was so full of joy, so happy when first, you know, I think Zach posted a couple tracks on the Discord, and I was like, whoa, 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 this is really good. I got to check this out. And when I checked out the whole thing, it's so rare that you have an experience where you're so blown away throughout an entire uh, something like a score or a movie or some sort of experience like that. Just the entire process of me listening to it was just an absolute thrill ride. Just amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm very blown away. I, this really is one of the most impressive. It's maybe the most impressed I've ever been by a video game soundtrack my first time listening yeah. through. Maybe since, like, I don't know, I was 12 and I started digging into, like, <laughs> retro VGM on the NES yeah. or something. Dude, like, I... I it's I have really to agree. Inspiring. I really have to agree. It was. I mean, it's, it was so fun. There's to hear almost. This. There's there's almost no criticism I could make to any of this. In that yeah. that rarely happens. Normally, it's always like, oh, this stuff is really cool, but I would like to have more of X or more of Y yeah. or something. But this, there's so much to talk about, and I feel like um, because of that, I I do think that you know if you're a musician, a soundtrack like this is like, you know, Christmas coming early because there's yeah. so much to dig into. And Well, um, guys, you- definitely expect more from Princess Connect on this podcast, either a part two or some great fodder for show and tells and whatnot. So, wow. Okay, let's move on to, is this a new composer today? Yes, yet another new composer. This is Saori Nakamura. Uh, and this is called The Investigation Continues, another very active and what I consider maybe like a battle piece of music. Really well done. Let's take a listen. guys are listening to the investigation continues and that's kind of what will will and i feel like right now we we need to investigate all of these amazing people will was saying you know when we were playing this uh you know there's like 10 composers on this on this playlist for the score and i was looking at the official soundtrack there's over 20 that's uh, absolutely unbelievable to me i mean it, <laughs> it makes sense if they need this much music but i've yeah. the only time i've heard stuff like that is like I don't know, compilation albums. Like, we were part of that Harmony of Heroes where, you know, they would invite different kind of uh, remixers or, you know, composers Mm -hmm. um, in the sort of video game community to each submit like a remix. Yeah, but it's never 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 heard of like an original soundtrack. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's almost no. 
And there's oh. no way that they all could have listened to every piece that each no. other's doing. I mean, how do you even have a... It's almost like Kohei Tanaka <sighs> was teaching like a a graduate course or like a doctorate yeah. course in and writing video game music best and had students, all of his students. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not all of them, the 20 best or something. I well, don't I know. I doubt there'd even be that many in a program. Like an average graduate or doctorate yeah. program would have not even 20 people. So I don't know how you get 20. I don't know 20 composers that are this amazing <laughs> in my personal life. I might not even know 20 composers yeah, personally. I, I mean, I, it's over like that a level too. that I could it's ask. more than 20. Wow. Okay. Let's move on to another piece by Lucas and the pieces that Lucas contributed to the score are very cute and fun and he brought that energy for sure this is a nice cute I guess bordering on reggae piece of music you're gonna enjoy this well this is warm smile guys listening to warm smile this is composed by lucas an adorable piece of music it when i first heard this the first thought i had was will is going to really enjoy this it just again kind of reminds me of maybe the spirit of of some of your music at least some of the music that you particularly enjoy this one for me the all-star was that electric bass player i mean it's just so funky but very tasteful i feel like a broken record because i don't know what else to say i mean not to say that this sounds like all the other music i could deconstruct no, I it and talk about mean, why man. i like it but it's i'm almost exhausted from loving every single track <laughs> like I've, we've never had an episode where it's like every single piece of music is like better than most of our track of the weeks on I know Do- doesn't episodes. it seem like something's wrong like when I was listening to this I was like am I losing my mind like is this the <laughs> the twilight zone like it can't all be this good and dude this is just like I had to whittle down so much I have this massive excel spreadsheet and this is we were playing 21 tracks which is already a lot uh, for an episode but you know that's just a taste a drop in the bucket of how many f- uh, total tracks there are in the score. So and I take it these, uh, according, I we've we've dis- we've talked about your um, rating system in the past, but I yeah. hope that all of these got perfect tens because <laughs> I can't imagine improving. You know anything what? On I realized that I had to rate it in context of the score. So yeah, if I was rating it in context of average VGM, absolutely. But yeah, it, it actually that was the only way I was able to. It's almost I like guess putting a, my a date or a pad on a yes. microphone with a That's loud exactly signal. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> and so I would consider that these are my 21 favorites, but Will, for example, if you listened, you might have other favorites that I didn't even include. And so that's what's so crazy, and which is why I would like to revisit this um, again. So, all right, let's move on to another piece by Kenta. 
Higa, Higashioji. And this one is another battle. And I actually like this. I do think it's a little bit more reminiscent of classic VGM. Uh, this has a nice synth lead, which I really enjoy. Um, and it wasn't something I heard in other battle tracks. So let's take a listen to Olam. Awesome battle track. You guys are listening to Olam, composed by Kenta Higashioji. Olam is actually uh, the name of a band that I actually really enjoy. Um, this is really good. And yeah, it's. I like that this is a very different uh, style of battle track than, I guess I would say, the typical, the prototypical Princess Connect sound, at least the, the Higa, Higashioji sound. A little bit more straightforward, kind of what we would hear in a lot of um, Japanese modern VGM. Um, you know, that synth and a little bit more of a going further into just maybe the rock territory, but also really well done. Great writing here as well. You know, if you were to look at the composers of Princess Connect and think of them as bosses in a video game, yeah. they would it would be an unfair game where every single <laughs> boss is a final boss. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's insane. I mean, it I, is I'm unfair. Just, and I, it's like I'm thinking about myself as a composer and oftentimes when we listen to video game soundtracks I'm like oh I would have loved to been a part of this team or get to work on this game or I wonder what I would have contributed but yeah. even though there's probably like <laughs> over 20 composers <laughs> I feel like I couldn't I couldn't stack up even close next to any of them yeah like, I don't they're, know they're what all they ate for breakfast while working on this game and also another here's another thing like that Athenian I'm, god I love, composers um, <laughs> for maybe Zach or, or someone who's familiar to provide some context I get the feeling like a lot of this music was kind of slowly rolled out you know it is a mobile game so I have a feeling that when the game launched it didn't have all the music and then over time they okay let's add this let's add this oh do you, here's the budget why don't you add this track and add this track and record this and I just get the feeling like it was slowly rolled out which would make sense for a mobile game there's also game. something interesting the two composers that i knew going into this kohei tanaka and yasunori nishiki mm-hmm. are the least interesting of yeah. all of this stuff i mean and yep. that's not a slight on them but it's like you know it kind of reminds it's me just of, that stacked i'm not saying it's the same as this but hans zimmer a film composer in the united states right. uh, one of the things he's known for in addition to writing really popular film scores is having either ghost writers or people on his team hiring and giving opportunities to other composers and right. most of them have much more education than he does and a lot of them are 
I think, much more skilled and have a greater facility as composer. So one of the reasons why he can write so many different scores is because he has this great team um, that handles every aspect of the music from writing and orchestration to recording and post-production. And this almost reminds me of that. It's like you get a great amazing Japanese composer, Kohei Tanaka, and just allow them to put together this dream team team of insane all-stars. It's like the Expendables or something. Well, guys, let's move on to another, uh, I guess the last Kenta Higashioji track of the day. We're approaching the end of our episode. This is a very rousing um, emotional piece. You might consider it a battle, but it's more, I guess, orchestral, uh, traditional orchestral in a way. Uh, Let's take a listen to Lan Sol's Comrades. good this is Lansol's comrades uh not not i i misspoke not a battle track this is clearly a piece of music uh, that's maybe about a group of people maybe like a team that's working together this is composed by kenta higashioji uh this is great i i was really happy to include this i i could i could sense that maybe will wanted one more i guess straightforward orchestral piece of music very rousing cinematic well this would be a great choice in like a star fox game it yeah reminds me of some of the orchestral music the original stuff written for star fox assault which mm-hmm. was a game handled by namco uh, yeah yeah this is amazing i mean again i'm you just it, i there's a limit to what i can say <laughs> um because i think it's the like, score is breaking us <laughs> yeah it's like oh let's do a latin piece of course it's perfect let's do a really you know <laughs> almost british <laughs> sounding militaristic positive orchestral piece of course it's perfect it's like yeah. oh let's do this really progressive rock fusion with orchestra it's it just every every tone and style is executed almost on steroids to a degree yeah. that is just completely unprecedented and it's for this weird game called princess connect and I, know, I think guys. it's quickly shaping up to be my favorite video game soundtrack. And I don't understand and what's happening. It's, it's just crazy. And it's like, I'm sure when a lot of you on social media saw, oh, next week on the podcast, Princess Connect, you're like, what? What even is that? Are they really running out of topics that much? Uh, little do you know that the music is this good. Okay, so last track of the day, other than our playout, which is the best playout probably we've yeah, ever sorry, had. We're, we're changing the um, name of our podcast to the Princess Connect <laughs> Hour. <laughs> 
Let's take a listen to Battle of El Peace Island, composed by a new composer, Yuki Shirai. You guys are listening to Battle of El Peace Island, composed by Yuki Shirai. And yeah, this music, the one criticism I have is that it's actually too good for this this game. Like, I, and I feel so like we could have taken just five or ten tracks from this. It doesn't need this much. It, it's almost it's selfish. We could take five or ten tracks from this and give it Stop to being so a Fire good. Emblem and give it yeah. to another series. Um, yeah, I mean, you know... Share the Any wealth, guys. Nintendo game in recent memory could have used one of these. Not to say they <laughs> haven't been good, but I mean, you guys know some of our opinions. Uh, oh my! This God. is crazy. Wow. I I just it's don't so understand. Uh, also, why do you need so many battle themes? They're all great. Yeah, that, and like, dude, you and might have so thought I was like detailed, like battle heavy, like loading this playlist. But no, like I had to cut so many great battles that tracks that I really loved. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's absolutely stacked. I, I, I the only thing I can think I don't know of, it, what else it to say. It reminds me of Cuphead in the sense that like if you like what it's doing, it's executing on that like five hundred thousand times. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's so many things of a really high quality. But again, that's one composer, and that's something done over a number of years. And right. even with Cuphead, which I absolutely love. Um, a big part of what makes it great is the playing and all of these great solos. It's not necessarily yeah. a triumph in like all of these detailed original compositions. I think it's a triumph of arrangement in style and energy more than anything else where this yeah. it's like, there's such an eclectic range of genre and approach. There's so many outstanding melodies, but that, that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what's no. so amazing about princess connect. It's insane, and we're going to have to just take some time to collect our thoughts and, and think more about it and what we actually So anyways, this is our last episode, oh, um, it's, and every other episode will be us just dissecting this soundtrack. Just because reeling I, from this I experience. Okay, on. now the playout, Will, you're going to adore. This is called Airborne Waltz, and it's composed by Yasunori Nishiki. I thought it was fitting to play one more as a playout. It's very beautiful and romantic. It basically is ballet music. It's Tchaikovsky music. It's him sending that up, in my opinion, and it's really, really well done. Uh, so guys, wow, thanks for going on this journey with us. It's it's safe to say that we really, really, really love this score. So thanks so My much, Zach, Faison, Masher, for bringing this to our attention. I can't imagine a world where we didn't uh, gush over this <laughs> score. That would be a, a, a sadder world for sure. 
Anything else uh, you got at the end, Will? I I don't know who I am anymore. I'm <laughs> I'm at a loss. I I really feel I like but no, it, truthfully, I feel so inspired. Like yeah, I, I, I do really, too. I don't have that feeling that we sometimes talk about with Jake Kaufman where it's like he's so good it makes me want to quit music. Yeah, this, this makes gives me, me want a to different work feeling. Even this harder. makes me like feel so grateful to be alive and to know that stuff like this is coming out and that there are mm-hmm. all these amazing people. This isn't one outlier. Mm-hmm. This shows that there's so much talent in Japan and there's so much talent out there in the world right now and people making music uh i find that really inspiring because for me i love just being part of a team and so if i can consider myself a composer and all these people consider themselves composers i love the idea of thinking that like you're amongst these amazing titans Uh, well guys that's so cool i hope you enjoy airborne waltz stick around it's really beautiful i think that's about it uh, as this, as we're recording this, there's we're nothing getting... left to say. <laughs> as we're recording this, VGM Con is coming up. But when you hear this, it had already uh, happened. Hopefully, you guys will be able to see some some footage of our show that we'll try to share soon. Uh, it hopefully was a really good time. I can't wait for oh, it. I have something to plug. It's okay. uh, this episode. I want you to start it from the beginning and listen <laughs> to it all over again. Uh, that's my. Oh, plug. I, I, I actually, I'm glad you said that because it reminded me of something. I do have something to plug. Oh yeah, you actually. do have something to plug. Yeah, when this episode comes out on the 9th, uh, tomorrow, which is the which is March 10th, I'm actually going to be putting out a compilation album of chiptunes. It's called Bit by Bit, and it's actually uh, chiptunes that were all submitted to Battle of the Bits over the past two to three years. Um, not all, but almost all, most of the, the tunes that I submitted uh, to that site. And I'm really happy to release this because I'm really proud of a lot of that music and I'm glad that now more people will be able to to hear it. And so you can join us for a listening party uh, tomorrow night uh, on my YouTube channel. We'll post some links on our social media and then after that it should be available on Bandcamp. So looking forward to that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go... Um, I don't know, take a walk and think about (laughs) my life. Sounds like a plan. Enjoy Airborne Waltz. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Uh, Take care, everybody. Great job to all these composers. Peace out. (laughs) 